Welcome, folks. Uh, we are live for Saturday Night Five here on uh, October fifteenth, uh, and uh, we're going to get into some trade targets tonight. I'm Brian Ford here with my co-host uh, Josh Walker. Josh, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. Happy to be here again. I'm uh, starting to feel the weight of being in too many leagues. Staying on top of my lineups is be a little hard. So, well, I'm here how and many? I'm ready. How many? Sixteen. But I'm in too many redraft leagues, so there's more work to be done. There's, yeah. you know, more waivers, more fab. My dynasty mm-hmm. leagues are a little bit easier. Depends. I don't, Depends. I, yeah. Most of the ones I'm in are pretty deep leagues, so, like, there's not much out there. Yeah. I, I'm in over 40, and I got I to gotta cut down. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to cut down this year until I get better yeah. at it. Yeah. So, folks, um, if you're watching us here live uh, on the YouTubes or if you're watching us, recorded afterwards please make sure that you subscribe to the going for two live youtube channel maybe even give us a thumbs up on the video and a comment or two that is at least polite yeah <laughs> that'd be, that'd yeah, be great please. i'm sensitive <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening on audio uh you know the, the next day or so uh you know pause it go to uh you know the going for two live podcast feed that you're on subscribe uh and you know, rate the uh, rate the feed and uh, write a little review for uh, for Dynasty Saturday Night Five. It'll help us out a lot. So, just to remind folks who might be new listening, uh, we we do Dynasty Saturday Night Five. It's sort of a fun Saturday night hangout sort of thing. And what we like to do is use lists of five as a way, a vehicle to just discuss. Um, dynasty, right? And so this week uh, we're doing five early trade targets. Uh, so uh, we're about five weeks in uh, to the season. A lot of people are deciding in dynasty whether they're a contender or not, uh, or some people who are contenders, but their points for makes them look like pretenders and et cetera, et cetera. Um, bye weeks uh, are upon us, uh, injuries mounting. Uh, so the trade activity will hopefully be picking up uh, in your leagues. Um, and so we're here to help you tonight with some trade targets for both teams who may be competing and teams who may not be competing. Uh, Josh, have you seen the uh, the trade activity in your leagues pick up a bit lately or no? Not quite yet. There's been a, there's been two different leagues that have been a lot more active than others all year, and they have. But I think once bye weeks come in, I'm getting hit harder than most in week six. So I think once week 10 comes around, because I know that's my huge issue in my Scott Fishbowl League, I think it's going to really pick up once, you know, some more of these better teams go on uh, buys. Okay. But not quite yet. I think there's, people are still maybe trying to figure out, but I'm trying to stay ahead of it and go ahead and make some trades. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing uh, it pick up a, a little bit here and there. Um, I'm hoping it'll, it'll continue. Uh, so uh, our friend uh, Kyle Senra checking in at Senra says – on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and jumping on tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. And our friend Julia, uh, as always, uh, hanging in. <laughs> and always uh, yes, very polite. You always are very polite, and we appreciate that. All right, so we're going to uh, do five early trade targets uh, tonight. We're each going to have a, a list of five and, and, and talk about why we think they're trade targets. But allow me for a minute to sort of explain the difference the way I see it between a trade target and simply a buy, right? I think first off, everybody in some situation for the most part could be a buy and everybody in some situation for the most part could be a sell. So that doesn't really do it for me. And when people say buy, they often mean sort of buying low, buying the dip, et cetera, more like a stock market decision based on like return on investment uh, and that sort of thing. And, you know, and sometimes for some people buy is more of a speculative buy, which is, 
you know, similar, the idea that you're going to buy at a value with the intention of flipping that asset later. Um, we're not doing that, right? That's not what we're doing tonight. What we're doing tonight is um, things that will are specifically meant to help your team, right, in, in Dynasty, right? I mean, you know, if everyone's calling somebody a buy, are they really a buy, right? And if everyone's, you know, saying they're a buy low, like, okay, fine, but what's the price, right? So we're going to try to, if we can, uh, get maybe a little bit on, on a price we'd be willing to pay uh, for them, for these folks too. I mean, for me, a target is it's helping your current situation. It may mean using fair value, clutch the pearls, you know, maybe even a slight overpay if it, you know, if you're a contender and it, and it helps, you know, fill a hole. Uh, so, you know, it's not really this sort of stock market way of, of looking at things or day trading way of looking at things. So just let's uh, let's keep that in mind as we move through. Any thoughts on that, John? No, I agree 100 uh, percent. All the guys I have um, on my list, it's not just guys where I, someone sends me something. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good value. It's people that I'm actively going to go try and get. And like you said, even overpay a little bit just because I think they're what my team is missing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's better. Someone sending you an offer and being like, "Oh, you know, that's fine. I'll take that." But I'm act- like actively going out and trying to trade for these guys if if they feel a need. For them. All right. So why don't you kick us off then with uh, with one of your guys? Yeah, I'm going to start off with uh, T Higgins. And mm. uh, I think yesterday or this morning, I put out an article in the first. Uh, my second thing is talking about the gap between T Higgins and. Closing mm. or narrowing, mm. but so I'm going to point out in 591 routes they ran simultaneously before last week because Higgins was out, I believe. Uh, Higgins leads Jamar Chase in targets 136 to 116. He leads him in catches by 21. He leads in yards and he leads in PPR points. Uh, touchdowns do favor Chase, but those there is like a lot of room for regression, and I think we're starting to see that now because. Jamar Chase hasn't really paid off on his price tag. He's not been bad. But I just think T. Higgins has wide, has legit wide receiver one upside, even with Chase in the offense, just because they do pass a lot. They're on a good offense. Mm-hmm. And in only 14 games, he got 1,000 yards last year. And I didn't realize he'd been that much better than Jamar Chase when they were both on the field. It's not that much better, but, mm-hmm. you know, based on getting him in third or fourth round, I'm definitely going to go out and try and trade for him. Yeah, when you when we were talking about uh, who was going to take uh, Higgins in, in in the DM chat there, you know, I was thinking exactly along the lines that that you were that um, the sort of gap between them is closing, uh, mm-hmm. getting narrower, but not their value on the market, right? So, yeah. you know, you can get a Higgins for a lower price, I think, markedly lower price. Uh, than than Jamar Chase, and I don't think the ceiling is is all is all that much different. So, what would you be willing to pay for a T Higgins? So, just looking at it, because I've been super busy, so usually I put a lot more time into this. But I would probably, if I had enough running backs, I would probably trade Najee Harris almost straight up. He's trending in the wrong direction. Uh, I think you could find someone who needs running backs or who just likes Najee or even the Steelers, like a Steelers mm. fan, probably make that trade. And honestly. I wouldn't do it straight up. I wouldn't trade Jamar Chase, but if someone like I would need like a pick back. So if I sent Chase, I would need Higgins and something else back. But I wouldn't be that surprised if somebody did it. And then maybe just like a, if I was doing picks, like a first and early third. Is so I'd almost be willing to give. If the Naj, if the person you're offering Najee to is just out on Najee now, you know, given what what's going on. Is there another running back maybe to fill their hole or? Um, yeah, let me look. I have a little list here. So around that same, I would maybe, I don't hate giving up Nick Chubb just because he, like, he's getting up there. He doesn't get a lot of passing work. Uh, Maybe even Austin Eckler if you're just not, if he, like I said, this is if you're good on running back, I would trade these guys. He's doing mm-hmm. good, but I think he's he's also getting up there in age, and Higgins is 23. So mm-hmm. those might be some other ones, but maybe even Aaron Jones if you could get – if you could persuade someone to do that. So let's say you were not a competitor and you're not moving veterans like, 
you know, Eckler or, or Chubb. Um, you know, what, how would you try to put something together to, to get, to get a Higgins? I would, if I, I, sometimes I do this, I've been too busy lately, but I try and talk to the person sometimes even call them up. I hate talking on the phone, but it's the best way to get a trade done. I've gotten more trade done talking on the phone Mm. than I had through text. So you can kind of figure out who they like, have them look over your team while you're on the phone. Maybe give up like, like if you're in a rebuild and you got a lot of rookie wide receivers, you could probably try and ship off maybe like a trail on Burks plus and try and get T Higgins back. Um, hmm. See, I'm, I'm thinking I would offer like a consolidation where I would give them like multiple pieces for, for depth for bye weeks and injuries. Right. And then, and then try to get, get Higgins back that way. So. But yeah, I just a lot. Of, I think yeah, it might take a little more than just some fill-in pieces, at least for the people I know, or at least if I had them. Right. All right. So let's see. Who do I want to do first? Uh, let me go with um, Derek Henry. Now, now this may seem obvious, right? Derek Henry's good. You trade for De- <laughs> you trade for Derek Henry, but this is a, another situation where I think, from what I've seen out there folks are still a little uh, concerned a little down on on henry being i think 28 pushing 29 or 29 already um you know but he's looked very good this year he's produced well and it could get better because as my uh friend and co-host jesse schneeman pointed out on dynasty fever it's about to get colder and that's derrick henry time right and so you may now see the production go up. So now might be the time to buy. Obviously, this is for a, a contender uh, yeah. uh, to buy, you know, someone who's uh, competing. Um, so, you know, maybe you're going to get those 200-yard, three TD games again. Maybe not. But either way, if you're going to get him, now's the time. Um, there's no reason for anybody who's not competing uh, to get him. I think – uh, you'd have to be okay with him retiring on your roster, possibly. I know some people are like, "I'll never be left holding that bag. Nobody will retire on my roster." I, you know, I don't. You know, I, I think it's a little, little much, a little extreme. But like, you know, if if you get Henry, win the ship next year, you're gonna have trouble. You're gonna have trouble moving him. He may have to retire on your roster, um, or you just you're gonna have to just take less than uh, than what than what you paid, which is fine. Um, you know, so, uh, I think if you're a contender, you're going to have to give up your late first plus more, by the way. Um, I think maybe adding like, um, maybe a Mooney, uh, to somebody who can wait on him, uh, to, to produce better in Chicago or Ayuk, add that to the late first, sprinkle in some more. Right. I know there are some folks who just say, like, it's Derrick Henry. I'm getting two firsts. And I just don't think that's out there. And I don't think contenders who who want or need Henry are really have those two firsts at this point in the season. And most of them don't, you know, from what I've seen. If you're selling Henry, though, um, you know, you got to look for a a competing team that may have an injury like Javante, a disappointment like Najee. Um, and look for teams that have like total points who are lower than a couple teams behind them. You know, if that like number four team or three team is, you know, four and one, right. But they're lower in points than the two people behind them. You know, if they're savvy, they see that and they know they, that, that they're running on a little luck. So, you know, prey on that and, 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 and ship, uh, ship Henry to them. Um, you know, on the DLF trade finder, though, it seems like you could get him for less than even I would pay for him. Uh, and I'm not, you know, super uh, in love with him. Um, let me throw these out for you. These are these are pretty straightforward. Um, uh, October 11th, Rashad White and a 23 first. We're going to assume mid to late for a competing team uh, for Henry. Yeah, I would. If I'm trying to rebuild, if I'm competing, I'm obviously not going to take that trade. But, you know, Rashad White's getting more usage now, so he won't be just like hold and see what happens. He could have some value this year with a first. I would definitely lean that side if I'm trying to rebuild or wait a few years to win. All right. Okay. So, wait. So, if you're rebuilding, you would take the Rashad White? 
And the first, so, yeah. All right. But if you have Henry, you'd want more. Probably, yeah, I would probably want a little bit more. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, B-Rob and a 23 first for Henry. You know, if you ask, I don't know. I'm trying not to jump too quickly on B-Rob till it's like his first, second game back forever, you know, but he didn't look as good as Antonio Gibson did, but the usage is going to be there. I don't see them moving off of him unless he's just bad, and I don't think he's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So it's – I had actually Robinson a little bit ahead of Rashad White. Mm-hmm. I might try and throw on like maybe an extra third or fourth. I wouldn't need much more, but I would still need a little bit more if I'm moving Henry just because he's producing so well right now. This one I think is super interesting because it's like it's all about what do you think about this player's ceiling. Uh, Rondell Moore and a 23 first for Henry. Uh, if it weren't for Marquise Brown on that team, I would be a little more uh, ready to go in on Rondell Moore. His A dot's up this year from 1.7 that it was last year, but still below five. I think I would need a good bit more than just Rondell. I might try and throw in like Damian Harris. He's hurt. His stock is going down a little bit. I might try and throw something else on there to get a little more. I don't, I just don't trust Rondell more enough yet to give up Derrick Henry. Yeah. All three of those, if I had Henry, I, I'd want more. Like I said, it seems yeah. like you can get him for lower than even I'd pay for him. And I'm not even a person who was like banging the table for like, I need, I need two first. Uh, well, I'm going to touch on this person next, but I actually had Derek Henry in one of my trade uh, targets to get a younger back. I'm about to talk mm-hmm. about ETN, but how do you feel about ETN for Henry if you're trying to go all young and restructure your team to get a lot younger? Well, I need more, and 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 that's not just that's not just because I'm I'm down on on at lower than consensus uh, yeah. on ETN. But if you're not in the market for Henry, if you don't have the assets, here's a pivot for you. Uh, down the stretch, Elijah Mitchell's coming back. I think people are, are have just buried him and way underrated and undervalued him. Um, you know, and he, he's obviously going to be less expensive uh, than Henry. He was already debunking the whole Shanahan curse thing last year. Um, I'm going to expect him to see a lot of the running back touches when he gets back. So he's an alternative to Henry. But do you want to uh, launch into Etienne then? Yeah, I will. Just touch on the Elijah Mitchell. I think now is the perfect time to go by him because the only complaint people had about him was he doesn't stay healthy and he's on the 49ers. But Jeff Wilson looks good as a starter. So, like, it's not analysis to say someone could get hurt and they get hurt. You know, like, so I think now you could probably get Mitchell plus for, you know, probably about the same price as Rashad White. I've seen a lot of people dump on Mitchell lately. Um, but, yeah, I'll hop into ETN. Um yeah, so his usage is trending in the right direction over the last three games. Uh, and in those last three weeks, he's seen an increase in the passing work. Uh, James Robinson, he's also – he lived on the big play for the first two or three weeks. He's starting to level back out, come back, regressing to the mean. I think teams are starting to realize that he's back healthy. I think for the first few weeks, they might have just expected him to be slow, slow and he broke off big runs. But, but – I really like the usage from ETN. I think he's a much more explosive player. He can be used in more than one role. I think he does have the potential to be an early down back and a pass catcher. Um, so, yeah, just for his age, just basically his rookie season. So his, he's only about five games into his career because he missed off last season. So I think he's just going to continue to get better. I think he's going to eventually take over the usage from James Robinson, which has been pretty pretty even lately as far as the passing and run game. Um, and if I'm trying to target target him, if someone's down on him and they don't like that he's with James Robinson, it's also someone in a uh, in a committee. But I would try and maybe trade A.J. Dillon. I think to the right person, you might be able to make that trade happen. Hmm. Uh, I know his stock's also fallen down a little bit. I also have his teammate who on a couple of different trade charts was above ETN. I would make that trade in a heartbeat. I would trade James Robinson. For ETN, just because I think ETN has better upside. Robinson might be a little bit better floor play. But mm-hmm. if I'm trying to rebuild, I'm going to look for some ceiling plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already mentioned Derek Henry. He probably have to add a little bit with ETN to get people to move from Henry. And another person I'm down on is Terry McLaurin. I would be, if I was had plenty of wide receivers, which most of my teams do this year, and I needed a running back, especially a young one, I might move McLaurin for ETN because he's losing out to Curtis Samuel. 
and Dotson hmm. is hipping yeah. at nipping at his heels too, and Deami Brown. I think they have a lot of weapons on a yeah. not so good offense. I tend to be somebody who doesn't like to do one for ones at the same position, um, and and so I would want to you know say I'm you know competing and uh, you know I'm good at running back. You know, I would want to focus on somebody yep. like a like a McLaurin or or you know a, a wide receiver or a tight end uh, instead of in, instead of running back. Um, if I'm trying to go young and trying to get a TN, uh, I don't. You know, like as you said, some people kind of are having them. You know, kind of even J. Robin at the end. So obviously, mm-hmm. if you're trying to get young, you know, you, you, you make that trade. But things are trending in the right direction for Etienne as far as like usage and snaps and 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 but like also I think it's going to be a little more game script dependent than some people are are ready are are ready to admit. The truther, the Etienne truthers are just like you know his time has come. He's are and it's like really though. Like I mean I know Robinson's been you know a little bit you know inefficient with his touches relative to to Etienne, but you know Etienne's snaps last week were skewed to the two minute offense and passing downs and that sort of thing. You know, I don't think they're moving off Robinson and I don't think that Etienne has that, um, you know, first two downs, uh, 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 you know, upside that some people do, but either way, I recognize what the market is on him. You know what I mean? So if I'm selling, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to want a good asset. So this is an interesting one. You got to figure this is somebody who, is shipping off uh, a quarterback because they got injured and they need somebody to score points now. Trey Lance for Etienne. That that really just depends on my quarterback situation. That tends – I don't want to speak too soon. That tends to not be a huge issue for me. I tend to pay up for younger, good rushing quarterbacks. But if I needed one and I was stocked on running back or just trying to completely rebuild and someone really wanted Etienne, I might make that trade because I do think – uh, Trey Lance is going to be, at least for fantasy, I think he's going to be really good. Okay. Um, let's see. My next guy is going to be uh, – let's move off uh, running back here and go to Dallas Goddard, right? Um, so I tweeted a little while back going into the season that you know Dallas Goddard was like my – number seven tight end, right? I had uh, um, uh, Pitts, Andrews, uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Hawk, and Goddard. And the only reason he was really that low was because I wasn't a Hurts believer, mm-hmm. right? So I'm wrong on Hurts. I still maintain I'm not as wrong as people think, <laughs> right? That's fair. But, but, you know, I recognize new information, and I think Goddard mm-hmm. is up to, like, five right now for me so um and that's in recognition of of what he's doing uh what hurts is doing right so i'm i'm no dummy right um what i like about this though is he's a he's a player that i think a competing team can go after and and i think someone who's not competing uh can go after um people don't realize how athletic Dallas Goddard is, right? Like, it, 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 go on player profile and look at his, his his metrics, right? Watch him get yak on the field, right? He's like, and I think he's like six. I, I forget oh, he, what. I, I don't know how big he is. He looks but he's like, like he's, 256. He's a, he's a big dude. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he moves, right? Yeah. I would like to see him get more red zone and end zone targets. They're very low this year. But... He is getting uh, uh, a lot of efficiency with the targets he, he he gets, and on a lower number of targets, has more receptions than a few of uh, other uh, uh, you know top tight ends. So you know in a in a in a tight end premium, which I you know I hope you know we're all playing in dynasty, like that's you know that that means something. He's getting uh, he's getting those uh, receptions. Um, you know, depending on where you're coming from, it depends on, on what you would you would sell for him. So if I'm competing, I might start with like Dulcich and a second, you know, uh, and maybe go to like Knox in a second, Kirk in a second, something like that. Um, 
Romeo Dobbs in a second, just feeling out how this non-competing team feels about, about some of these, these folks. Um, if you're, but you might have to be prepared to use a, a late first, especially in a full point uh, tight end premium, right? If you're not competing and you're going after uh, Goddard, look for a competing team that maybe has Goddard as their tight end too. Um, they went aggressive as, as, as in tight end in the draft or just over time they've acquired him, right? And then see what other needs they have. Maybe they have some injuries at running back. Give them Kamara. You know, I would I would trade, you know, a, a Kamara who's going to be aging out of relevancy, relevance soon. I'd, I'd ship that for Goddard in a premium uh, for sure. Um, maybe oh. clump together a couple assets to fill their holes like James Robinson and Brandon Cooks. And then, you know, see, see maybe you sprinkle in more or maybe they have to sprinkle in more. But like that's the kind of thing I would be trying to shape if I was a non-contender, and and going at, after Goddard. So I I I like Goddard. You know, um, uh, I think some of those red zone uh, targets and and end zone targets are are gonna materialize as much as you know they love AJ Brown and Hurts loves AJ Brown. Like, th- yeah. I think I think there's gonna be some positive regression. No, I I think so too, and. My next guy's on the Eagles, too, so I'll just kind of segue into that. Um, I think the only downside to Goddard – I have him six, by the way, just behind Waller, Kittle, then, you know, Pitts. But I'm honestly about to move him up above Waller. I've been yeah, high on I him. Yeah, I just did, yeah. Because he rivals he rivals George Kittle in his yards after catch ability. I think Kittle's a little bit better when he's healthy in that area, but Goddard's mm-hmm. a close second. Like, once he gets the ball in his hands, he, he can break tackles. He can turn a small play into a big play. And – the only downside to the red zone thing, the Eagles are very run heavy, especially in the red zone. Sure. But they've also stopped throwing it to AJ Brown as much, which I'll get into because I'm about to talk about Devontae yeah. Smith. So I think before you do though, yeah, yeah. You mentioned Kittle. He's a good pivot too that you could probably mm-hmm. get for cheaper than Goddard right now. Like if you're a contender, I guarantee you, I shouldn't say guarantee you, but depending on how many leagues you play, you're in a league somewhere where uh there's a non-competitive team who who is can't wait to move Kittle off their roster. Grab him, and you could probably get him for less than Goddard right now. And now's the time to do it. He's about to have, we hope, a big week against Atlanta. Sorry, and so no, you know that that's a that's a good time to get him. But you want to talk about Goddard's teammate? Yeah, but I actually just traded for George Kittle while we're talking about trades. I figure I'll squeeze it in here. Mm-hmm. I. I gave up Gerald Everett, and the guy sent me George Kittle seventy dollars a fab, and so, and another piece. Like he sent that over. I put Everett on the trade block, and he sent me that, and I hit a set right away. I was like, I already have Hawkinson in that league, and the flex is not for tight ends. So I had two really good tight ends, but now I can move one of the other ones. And George Kittle is going for people act like he's dead weight on their roster. So definitely try and go trade for George Kittle too. Um, but yeah, Devontae Smith. So. I was looking into this, and I realized he's played more snaps than A.J. Brown so far this year, which isn't that surprising given A.J. Brown's had some injury concerns. But I thought it would be a little bit closer than it is. Um, He only has like 80 or so less yards than A.J. Brown. And in the last three games, he has more snaps, targets, catches, and yards than anybody else on the team. So I think they're really trying to make him more part of the offense. And I think uh, teams are also closing in on A.J. Brown, maybe – doubling him, keeping a shadow close to him just to make sure that he doesn't beat them. And that leaves more things open for Devontae Smith and even Dallas Goddard. And he's still being overlooked. I still don't think he's at the – like where he should be. I'm like – I've been looking at different trade charts and all that stuff for a second-year player who – one of Heisman had one of the better college years. I think he's still improving. There's no sign that he's not going to improve. So I think he's a perfect trade target right now. And uh, some of the options I have, uh, like I said, if you're good on running back, which not a lot of people are, I think you could trade Aaron Jones for for Devontae Smith. Or like you mentioned, even maybe Kamara if someone really needs a running back. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with Kamara moving forward. I traded him in two of my dynasty leagues. Even though he is aging, he's also got the legal stuff that's held over his head that could come into place next year. And just given that with his age, I'm out on him. So I would try and move him. But also, if you want to do a positional swap, I have Amari Cooper plus, plus like maybe a third round pick, and then DJ Moore. If you're down on Moore, the 
future uncertainty at the quarterback there because they don't have any solid options moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you could probably move DJ Moore for him straight up. Mm. I wouldn't take the Mari Cooper in a third, and I wouldn't take DJ Moore. I, I just think though, if you, long if you term, catch him, I think I have DJ Moore ahead of Devonta Smith. Right at at this moment in time, I don't know that I that I that I could do that. Right. Um, I mean, maybe if I'm you know not competing and I want to you know maximize. Yeah, you know, maybe I, I can see that. But you're right, though. The the things are trending in the right direction for Smith. He's improving in, in all all phases of the game, and you know, I I really I really do like him a, as a target. I think I think this is one of those things where where the the market hasn't caught up to maybe yeah. where he truly should be valued. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think if you if you gave the right salesperson pitch, you might could push Amari Cooper. He's the number one wide receiver, even though he's losing out uh, targets to Njoku. Um, he, you could still argue he's the number one guy there. Mm-hmm. He's He has a higher ceiling. I think on his big days, he can have more points, but he also has those bust days where he does nothing. So I think if you catch someone on the right week, right after a big boom game or two big games in a row, you mm-hmm. might be able to push him off for Devontae Smith. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, speaking of wide receivers that are undervalued, I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. So, um, listen, what, like, I was wrong on Jacoby Myers. I was too low on Jacoby Myers. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I thought he was trash, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, now I think he's elite or something like that. But I was too low on him. You know, I, I had him maybe, like, in my early 60s in my rankings and – now I've got him up, I think, in the in the mid to late 40s. He's PPR gold at this point, right? I mean, he's underrated. He's undervalued. Big target share. He's he's good on targets per route run. Very good on targets per route run. Uh, I just, you know, I have to admit I was wrong, right? Um, I could see a competing team going after him. And, you know, I think he's, he's young enough and useful enough that I, that, you know, that I think a, a non-competing team I could go after him too. If you're competing, right? Um, see yeah. what kind of picks might do it. Um, you know, this, you know, the the person uh, you know, in the situation where they're not competing, you know, they look at Myers, it's not sexy, right? Uh maybe they'll, you know, they'll move off him for for less than you think, right? And then, you know, if not, maybe think about some younger pieces. Um like Ceh, Rashad White, Tyler Algier, uh, uh, Joshua Palmer, Wandell Robinson. I'm not saying like straight up on every one of those guys. Just some kind. Of, just go from that menu, right? If you've got those younger folks on your contending roster, uh, I, you know, I might, you know, think about moving that in in a, in a for a steady piece like Myers, whose game fits Mac Jones's game pretty well yeah now if you're not competing right and you're trying to move other assets like older assets for uh myers you know think about what the competing team could use now um think about maybe monty singletary j-rob uh kareem hunt um you know, uh, you know, think about a, a win now improvement, maybe like uh, um, at wide receiver, like McLaurin, Sutton, Keenan Allen, right? Maybe ask for, you know, a little bit of picks on, on top. Or if you're sending tight ends, think about Ertz, you know, with Hop coming back. Think about moving Everett, who, you know, I think, you know, folks are, are high on right now. So, you know, those are the kinds of guys I'm looking to to mix and match to, to go get uh, a, a Jacoby, a Jacoby Myers, because, you know, I think he's, I think he's, uh, he's underrated. Yeah. I, I think he's like, he's not old, but he's also not young in the dynasty, uh, like the dynasty aspect of things, but he's already shown this year. He's pretty much QB proof, at least for what the Patriots have. He had a hundred yard game and a touchdown with Bailey Zappi as the quarterback. He's doing good with Mac Jones. I love Jacoby Myers this year. I've never drafted him until this year, but I have him and Lockett, my Scott Fishbowl, and they've been my two flexes. They're unsexy, but 
you know, he's producing really well, especially in PPR. Um, he's 25. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think people, I think people are still down on him because for a whole season last year, they were just talking about how he can't score touchdowns. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's just really bad luck. He's obviously shown that that's not an issue anymore. And I think he's kind of a late bull, I guess would be a good way to put it. He's like hitting his stride a little later than people might, but he's still got mm-hmm. plenty of life in his legs. So let me take a look at a couple real life trades here. Um, now the the DLF trade finder doesn't have a check box for tight end premium, but I'm assuming most of these are tight end premium. So Dalton Schultz and a 23 second for Myers, Lockett, and a 20 and a 23 fourth. I think I said last week I'm not as high on Schultz as others. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, PPR, I'm going to take Myers and Lockett in a 23 yeah. fourth and hope I can get a steal on the fourth. If I'm competing, I'm I'm taking yeah. I'm taking that side for sure. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one: Dak and Cooper Rush, <laughs> uh, plus Renfro for Jacoby Myers, Ceh, and DK Metcalf. I'm assuming the side getting Myers, Ceh, and DK have another quarterback or two if it's Superflex because they're giving away two. That Myers, Ceh, I'm not. Ceh is doing well. He's only 23, but. You know, there are some red flags there. But you're getting DK, who's a – the man's a pretty high target share, especially against man-to-man. So, I think I'd take the DK side, the Myers and CEH, and hopefully they have other quarterbacks. Otherwise, I don't think they would trade Dak and Cooper yeah. Rush. Now, if you're looking for something that's a little cheaper than even Myers is, think about my man, Tyquan Thornton. Um, you know, he's not – you know, he's, he's pretty skinny. He's a speedster. Right, he's a deeper threat. He's not going to be as prominent on the New England offense. But if you're not competing, try to get him kind of added uh, to trades uh, that are that are coming your way. Maybe a contender drafted him and they, you know, are kind of like, eh, he's not doing nothing. Uh, I, I need points. Um, yeah. If you're competing, this is speculative only. This is like uh, in case he makes noise later in the season. Like I think after like the middle of the season, I think I think he's gonna like move out Aguilar's in, in that role. Not that it's a big role. I think, I think people are going to, I think people are, are underrating uh, Thornton for sure. Um, maybe some, see if a rebuilder, you know, uh, is going to take two thirds, you know, for somebody they, they may not know anything about, or they just saw was injured and just coming back, um, you know, before he has like a, a, you know, one of those like, you know, spike weeks where he's going to have like two catches for, a bunch of yards, um, you know, uh, it, it, when the when the Pats maybe have to throw deep or something, you know, he's an interesting piece too. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I actually had a I got Thornton on two or three of my teams, my Texas squad. I've been getting some offers for him lately, but they just been fillers. Hope like I think a fourth, nothing mm-hmm. crazy for him. But there are some people that are you know out there trying to get Taquan Thornton for cheap before he blows up. But I'm just gonna hang on to that one. <laughs> Uh, Julia checking in here. Uh, terrific call on, on Myers Mac connection. Thank you. However, uh, uh, there is a log jam at wide receiver in New England, so production could be volatile. Plus, quarterback play is inconsistent. Yeah, I think I think Mac certainly uh, is all floor and and no ceiling, and you know has of course you know been hurt. I think though, like when you look at target share in games in games Myers has played, and you look at targets per route run, he's who they're looking to, right? Kendrick Bourne is really only relevant when Myers isn't there. Uh, Devonte Devonte Parker is not really having a role. Was, yeah, his so, big like, game was without Myers. So, yeah, I don't know that the log jam is 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 as much as as people think. I think the logjam happens after Jacoby Myers. It's a logjam for the wide receiver two and three roles because mm-hmm. he's clearly the guy. He's getting the most receptions, target share, targets per route run, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Who's next? Yeah, I'm going to hop in on my last one. Uh, it's a guy I actually liked a good bit, have a good bit of. It's Alec Pierce. He's only played uh, half the snaps of Michael Pittman, and he only has 61 less receiving yards. I'm not saying he's just as good as Pittman. I think defenses are just honing in on Pittman, and that's leaving a lot of room for Alec Pierce to work. Uh, he is a clear number two because they don't really have strong tight end play. And for a rookie, he's looked pretty polished like as far as route running, getting targets, getting himself open. He looks like he's able to separate. 
Uh, I haven't really watched too many of the games. So I'm just going off numbers. Um, but he seems like he slots in nice in the slot. Uh, and you can get him for really cheap. Uh, more than likely, depending unless they're just really high on him. I would trade – I would try and move Kadarius Tony for him. Maybe Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Juju. Uh, but, yeah, I would probably start there, especially with the running backs, given how light people are in running backs. I'd try and move Damian Harris or Singletary because I don't like either one of their positions, their team, hmm. where they're at. So, I think I think if I'm if I'm a competing team, I would I would consider I would consider that right. You know, Pierce is moving in the right direction, right? Trends mm-hmm. are, are, are what you want to see, right? I mean, yes, there's going to be a cap there because the offense isn't isn't great. Matt Ryan is looking like Matt Ryan. At least until uh, Jonathan Taylor gets it going. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, um, I think, yeah, you know, I think it depends, right? Like if you think somebody is – like hip to this, that things are moving in the right direction for Pierce, then it's it's going to be different. The dance is 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 going to be different. Kyle mentioning um, something uh, important uh, that I uh, did not know. Uh, Myers is in the final year of his contract, so that would be something to watch in the winter. Absolutely, right. Um, you know, still only you know only twenty five, right? You know, he might land in in a in in, a, in some place that it, you know is needy at the slot and you know, could be good or could be, you know, a bad fit, you know. You could go to Chicago or something. (laughs) Jeez. By the way, that's not your last one. Yeah, I know. I realized that. I skipped over one for – All right. Uh, So I'm going to go with my number four, uh, speaking of uh, rookie wide receivers. That's Khalil Shakir. Um, Shakir was somebody I liked going into the draft. I think, you know, some people even called him like discount Sky Moore. Uh, like, you know, fairly similar player that you're getting, you know, in this, you know, but, you know, people yeah. don't value uh, as much. Um, the Bills before um, he had a, he showed out uh, last week were practicing him in different spots because, you know, they were trying to say, like, listen, this, this guy's got talent. We need to he's not we can't have him just be a slot guy. Right. We need to find ways to get him on the field. Um and then he got his opportunity, right? You know, McKenzie was out, uh, Crowder was out, uh, and he stepped it up. Um, Kumaro was also out, but, like, you know, that's Kumaro. Um, and, I, you know, he could earn more 2022 snaps uh, for sure. Uh, plus, Crowder is, I think, out indefinitely. At least he's going to be out uh, for a while, and he's, he's Jamison Crowder, right? Uh, so this is mostly a move for next year. I think next year is his time. Uh, McKenzie and Crowder are both likely gone next year. Um, and I think Shakir would step right in and, and be the slot guy. Now, the question, of course, is what does that get you, right? It's a piece of a prolific offense, but you've got big play Gabe. You've got, you know, you know, steady elite digs. What does the slot guy in Buffalo get you? Well, you know, uh, Allen's been using, I think, the slot, you know, uh, a little more than, than some folks think. Um, uh, you know, uh, and Knox is really, I think, a little overrated and very TD dependent. Uh, not really, you know, a, a target guy that you want in in a in a in a tight end premium. So, you know, I think there's definitely a role for Shakir. I don't, again, I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, through the roof to the moon. It's not, you know, it's it's not. He's not going to have big days like like Gabe Davis probably. But I think he's gonna he's gonna be quite useful, and and you can still get him for uh for a a good price um so if you're looking to get him i would say try to get him added into trades where you're sending a competing team more win now pieces but i also don't eliminate uh using a couple thirds if the competing team uh has sold all their picks and is deep at wide receiver you'll see a few teams like that right like they sold their picks. They sold their soul. They've got a 23-third, a 24-third, and a fourth, and then it's 25 time. And they might be deep enough at wide receiver where they're like, you know, I need to recover uh, some picks. I can't have zero draft capital. 
sure, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you Shakir. So don't, you know, don't, don't rule that out either because as much as I am team thirds are matter, one of the reasons they matter is because you can uh, use them for, uh, for uh, 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 you know, in, in trades, right? Um, so uh, Julia thinks um, that uh, McKenzie's going to be in Buffalo for a long time. I don't think so at all. His, his contract is up, and I think that's why they drafted Shakir. I think, uh, I think they've, they've got their guy. Uh, so Lazard straight up for Shakir. If you're if you're a non-competing team, are you going to move Lazard to get Shakir? Yeah, I would. I would move that. I was not very high on Lazard. Like, if you're trying to win now, he's not that bad because he does get some red zone targets right. and touchdown. But I'm not that impressed with any other part of his game, really. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely do that. Yeah. I would try to get a little more added to Shakir, but but yeah, if you're if you're not competing, that that fits your plan. Here's a, a bigger one: uh, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, and uh, his partner P Ryan for Shakir plus James Cook plus Judy plus a twenty three second. If I if I like say I've got Eli Mitchell and Jonathan Taylor as my running backs and I don't really have much after that and you know Taylor's injured and not been producing I think I would almost take the Jacobs and uh, Joe Mixon side. If Especially I'm- P runs just there I'm not. Cook is still a year out from being useful. Shakir might be also, and I'm not that high on Judy. Like I'm not down on Judy, but I'm not as high as most people. So I think I'd take the running backs in a mm-hmm. in a year like this. I think if I'm competing, I I, I grab up Jacobs and Mixon, especially mm-hmm. if I'm good enough at wide receiver yeah. to move a guy like Judy. If I'm not competing and I'm the, and I'm the team receiving the Shakir side, <sighs> Judy in the second are solid, right? I would try to get a little more added to the Shakir and, and James Cook aspect of it because, mm-hmm. you know, Jacobs and, and Mixon are, 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 you know, plug and play top running backs. Uh, you know, people are so are way too low on, on Josh Jacobs. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I would try to get more added there, but here's a pivot for you. Jalen Tolbert, right? Uh, I had him kind of right with uh, Shakir going into uh, the pre-draft rankings. Uh, obviously, you know, being mostly inactive even when Gallup is out is is concerning. That's not good. Uh, but I believe brighter days are ahead. In fact, um, when they talked about him being activated and 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 playing this week, they said he has improved each week in practice. That's good to hear, right? Yeah. But his value is still way low at the moment. Right. If you're a non-competing team, you're trying to get him as a throw in on a deal. Right. You know, because that that competing team has a little use for somebody who's you know been inactive so much. And, you know, they want points. Try to get Tolbert thrown in. Um, you know, maybe the contender doesn't want to add a third to a trade that you're making and say, ah, OK, fine. Give me Thornton instead. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, that to me might even be a safer investment. Uh, then the third, um, you know, you know, maybe that team sold too many picks and they're like, I don't know, what can I give you? Tonight? I want you to move my picks. Sure, Dad, give me Thornton, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, give me give me Tolbert. And, you know, it, it may it may list. He's here's the thing with Tolbert. Right. We knew even people who supported him like me knew going into this, he would need to refine his game. Yeah, he was bit. raw. Right. Yeah. yeah. Route running, you know, needed some tweaks. Right. Uh uh, good strong hands, but concentration drops. You know, mm-hmm. I think if he went to like a, a bigger school and got you know big school coaching, like you know Ohio State or whatever, I think we'd be talking about him very very differently. Um, you know, again, I'm not saying I'm saying I like the guy. I'm not saying he's uh, he's elite that he's the next you know Alave and Garrett Wilson, but um, he's worth a look, especially with his with his value cratering. So um, yeah, don't uh, don't completely uh, count him out. Yeah, I have a trade real quick. I made for Shakur. I want your thoughts on it. It's funny you started talking about thirds. So in a league where I'm competitive, like I think I'm three and two in a dynasty league, I moved Tyler Lockett for Shakur and two thirds. You think you would make that trade? You're competing. I'm getting Shakur. I am. I'm three and two, but at the same time, I'm also trying just to accrue picks and younger players. Like I'm pretty deep at wide receiver right now. What's your record? 
three and two. What? Who are your other wide receivers? Let's see. Let me pull it up. Our wide receivers are Mike Williams, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Elijah Moore, Ayuk, and I still I moved Lockett for Shakur in two thirds. I'm keeping Lockett in that situation. Really? Yeah. If I'm competing, yeah. Well, this is like the one league where I'm trying to compete but also get younger at the same time, which means I probably won't make the playoffs in 500. But I already have two firsts, two seconds, and three thirds next year. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just trying to recruit picks while being competitive. But, uh, you know, then there's the argument if you already have those those picks, you know, in the – in the toolbox, you know, you know, see if Gino and Lockett can keep this up. And maybe when you're uh, five and six, you know, and it's not looking yeah. good, then you move. Lock- I don't know. But then, you know, it, there's a really good chance that Gino starts realizing, hey, I'm Gino Smith. Right. And he. He, he turns into what we we think Gino Gino Smith is. He's playing a little above his head right now, but yeah. there's also signs showing that this might hold up. Um, yeah, I'll hop into my next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just talked about him in one of the trade examples. Sure, go for it. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about Joe Mixon. Uh, he's basically when he's healthy, he's like a guaranteed almost top twelve. I think there's one year that he didn't finish top twelve, and it was like fifteenth. Uh, every year he's been healthy, he's had a thousand yards. He's the undeniable starter. Like, he's not really being pushed for his playing time unless he gets hurt. And I think that's pretty valuable with running backs. Um, he's never been absolutely great with yards per carry, but the volume and being the guy there, you know, kind of makes up for that. And he's, uh, by, like I said, he's the only one, so he gets all the red zone carries. Not all, but he gets most. Um, he's being used more in the passing game than he ever has, which started last year in the playoffs. So I think they realize that they could use him more in that be a nice dump off for Joe Burrow so he doesn't get sacked as many times as he has to start the year. And talking about sacks, the O-line, they got a bunch of new players and they're better than last year, but the communication is still lacking. I think there's still Mm -hmm. a lot of room to improve for them to get better, especially Mm -hmm. in run blocking. Um, Yeah, so there hasn't been much room to run. I think that's going to get better. He's still fairly young. Um, And if I was trying to trade for him, if I'm trying to dump off an older wide receiver, I might try and see if somebody wants Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill says a year or two left, but he's also getting up there in age. Uh, I think his body will wear down a little bit given his size, the older he gets. Um, no, wait, would you make that trade if you like if you were you're say you're competing and you're mm-hmm. you need a running back? Yeah, and I'm because this year I tried to draft heavier and wide receiver than I have. So if I have plenty of wide receivers, um, I would probably move Tyreek. I might ask for something extra, knowing yeah. that I will take it straight up, but I'd at least try because Tyreek still has Especially for a competing team, he's still really good. He's still a top ten receiver. I just don't expect that to keep up much longer. Hmm. Um, okay. but yeah, the, I'm not a fan of guys who are constantly injured. Chris Godwin's one of those guys. I think you could maybe move him. I, I put Godwin plus. You'd obviously need more, so I'd obviously have to jump, dump off a pick with Godwin to get Joe Mixon. But you might not have to. You might be able to make that straight up, and I would do that. Yeah, no, it depends on the situation for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Say you say you were like a like completely not competing, and you've got Mixon on your roster. What are you trying to move him for in 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 return? Um, definitely shoot for somebody younger age than him. If I'm not trying to win, um, I think to the right team, you might be able to you might be able to sell him off for DK Metcalf, someone who doesn't believe in Geno in the passing game. I would try and trade him for Olav, Olave, if nobody really wants him. Maybe Bateman, because Bateman's been down. Garrett Wilson. I'd definitely shoot for a receiver that's 25 or younger. Or Because I don't, like you said, I don't know if you could trade straight up for a running back, running back. Um, but I'd yeah. definitely be shooting for age, maybe some picks, too. Yeah, I don't know that you could get um, Olave for him right now. Um, but... Bateman, maybe. Yeah, if that competing team has is good enough at, at receiver and, you know, I don't know, maybe they don't, they think, uh, you know, Ravens run too much and Bateman's been a little hurt and, you know, maybe they're restless. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mason's only 26. I mean, he's had a lot of years as the main back. He hasn't had a ton of injuries. There's been some questionables. He might have missed a game or two or not been 100%, but he's 
he's pretty consistent about being out there and that could wear down after a while, but he's still fairly young. So I'm just hoping it doesn't turn into a Zeke Elliott where he just gets old, turns sluggish. Mm-hmm. So you asked, I mean, you, um, you talked about the offensive line and I, you know, um, I was talking with, with Jesse on dynasty fever about this, you know, a few days ago. And um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, the NFL draft going into it, there was like a meme and it was like a silhouette of Joe Mixon throwing to Jamar Chase, but it was not being completed because the O-line yeah. was bad. Yeah. And then there was like a good O-line and then him throwing to uh, literally anybody. And it's yeah. it's complete, right? I know and what you're so talking about now. They, they did try to, they did try to um, you know, improve there. And, you know, it's only been uh, a few weeks. Do you think, like, if you're a betting man, do you think, like, mm, that O-line, once they start, you know, getting to know each other more is going to gel and, you know, we're going to see Burrow under less pressure, we're going to see Arrow up on Mixon, that sort of thing, or not? Yeah, I think so. And I think, because uh, I have Higgins and Mixon, I think that whole offense is going to keep uh, gradually uh, getting better. Because my philosophy, like, if I was a GM, I try and build from the trenches first and then make your way outward because there's been quarterbacks who aren't studs or wide receivers who aren't studs. As long as you give a quarterback in the NFL time to throw, he's going to find people that are open. Mm-hmm. So I think they're a better line than they were last year. They're just all new. I think four out of five of them are all new players that weren't on the team last year. So I, that's going to take some time, uh, and I think mm-hmm. it will get better. All right. So um, before we uh, wrap things up, uh, we're just going to put some salt in the wounds here. Uh, Julia wants to know, um, temperature gauge on Atlanta, Josh, uh, what grade would you give coach Arthur Smith after five weeks? Like a C minus. And the only reason it's not a fucking F is because (laughs) they've been competitive, but like the way he uses Drake London and Kyle Pitts is like actually starting to piss me off. Mm. I try not, I usually don't get too upset about Falcons games because I don't expect that much, but it's, it's frustrating. And not a lot of Falcons fans feel the same. A lot of them like Arthur Smith, and that makes me believe that he's not going anywhere for a few years. So I'm just mm. – I'm, I'm not happy about it. Mm. Well, and we have one more uh, Falcons-related question. Uh, basically, if Desmond Ritter is not the guy um, – we, we almost talked about him uh, as a trade target yeah. tonight. Um, yeah. If Desmond Ritter is not the guy – does Atlanta sign Gino if he leaves Seattle? That, that depends. Like the Falcons have recently have kind of been in between whether they want to rebuild or whether they want to yeah. compete. At that point, I think I would just let them build around London and Pitts and just get a young quarterback and let them grow together. Yeah. Maybe trade down yeah. and get a young quarterback coming out of the draft because the quarterback class is a lot better this year than or next mm-hmm. year than it was this mm-hmm. year. So I, I hope not. That just shows it's more years of mediocrity and like yeah. I think so too. Oh. Yeah, uh, there's there's a long time to go in, in the season, mm-hmm. but you know, excuse me, if they're not, I don't know what kind of picks they have, what kind of capital they have, but if they're not bad enough to be in the hunt for you know Stroud or Young or you know at the moment, you know maybe they're you know I don't know like at, at Will Levis level, you know when they you know so I don't know yeah. I mean, at some point, they got to move off Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones. They're getting older. You can still get something for them. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they keep having these guys around, Patterson's still the running back. It's like, I don't – I don't. they got a new GM recently, so I'm hoping things turn around here soon. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about this? Mr. Scamper's checking in again. Thanks for watching, Mr. Scamper's. Uh, Bengals' offense is out of sorts. The O-line should improve. But Burrow has been forcing missing opportunities. I don't know. I think those two are related. What do you think? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's definitely – this is, might be a knock on Burrow, kind of like Zach Wilson. He might get a little more skittish when mm-hmm. the pocket collapses. I don't know how comfortable he feels running out of the pocket. Like, I know his knee's still like a year off from injury, but that might still be in the back of his mind. I think it. I think they're related. I think he'll settle down once he puts a little more faith in his offensive line and realizes that they're going to do their job. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, one more from Mr. Scampers. This is an interesting question. Howell, Corral, Ritter, who would you stash? So uh, as the non-Atlanta fan, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, going into the draft, I had both Howell and Corral above Ritter. Um, Ritter has athleticism, but I thought needed mm-hmm. to really improve on multiple aspects as, as a passer. And I thought Corral was a safer floor. 
uh, as well as as well as Howell. I think I had Corral and Howell and then Ritter. At the moment, Corral is on IR, right, for the whole year. And he's coming back to Carolina, who is going to be in God knows what going on, right, with, with, with them. And may, may even draft a quarterback because, let's face it, Corral's Corral. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't elite. Howell's interesting, though, right, because, um, you know, Carson Wentz isn't going to be there next year. And, nah. you know, it, it may even be Howell's season, you know, soon because uh, he's got a um, – was it a fractured – thumb or finger on his uh, throwing hand Wentz does right um you know I don't know it would you would you stash Howell with McLaurin Dotson Curtis Samuel Diami Brown and Ron Rivera as a coach or would you draft Ritter who I think is in a better um, draft would you stash Ritter who I think is probably in a better position to step on the field sooner Mm -hmm. with Arthur Smith is a coach, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and, you know, maybe Algier at running back. Yeah, I actually have Howell higher than uh, Ritter. I was very impressed with what I saw from Howell in the preseason. I, I wasn't sure, uh, like, if this game would translate to the NFL, but I actually – he doesn't have as clear of a path to playing time, but he has more weapons. I, I like Pitts and London better than most of the guys on – the commanders, but that's all the Falcons have right now. I think if Howell stepped in, he would do a little bit better sooner. Mm. So I, I actually have Howell one spot ahead of Ritter, so I like him a little bit more out of mm. those three. And Corral's a good bit lower. Devil's advocate, um, the commanders are in a better position to relegate Howell to forever – back up and add quarterback because they have pieces elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Falcons have greater needs elsewhere, may have to ride Ritter for, uh, yeah. a, you know, a little bit and uh, see if he's the guy. I mean, all this all depends on what things look like at the end of the season, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Ron Rivera's already ran, ran over Carson Wentz with a bus, backed it up and put it back <laughs> in forward again. So, he basically, it was like, we're losing because of Carson Wentz, and I think that's dumb. I don't think Ron Rivera is that good of a coach anymore, at least not on the commanders. I wasn't that high on him when he was with Carolina. Uh, I think people put too much into the riverboat Ron thing. Yeah. But I think if they if they keep going after old aging quarterbacks that nobody else wants, I think they're going to be in the same spot they're in with Wentz. I think you got to at least give Howell a chance. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, then he's a backup, you know. You know what you're getting, but I think they should at least give him a shot. Well, we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, Interesting. So thanks, folks, for uh, keeping keeping with us and and spending about an hour of your time with us. We we really, truly appreciate it. Uh, Time for plugs. Josh, where can they find you and your work? Yeah, you can find me running my mouth on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. Um, but all my rankings and weekly articles, I do 10 things you need to know for each week. I think I missed two weeks. I've been busy. But you can find all that on goingfor2.com. I have Dynasty Redraft and weekly rankings there as well. So you can find it all there. All right. Uh, and thank you, Kyle, saying great job. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. Uh, and uh, you can find my rankings, the dynasty rankings at goingfor2.com, the occasional article. I'm more of a off-season writer than, than in-season uh, writer. Whoa, sorry. Um, <laughs> why do I keep – there we go. Jeez, gosh. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's like, wait, what? What's the guy doing? Is he drunk? Um, <laughs> you can also find me uh, as co-host of the Dynasty Fever uh, podcast. Record on Wednesdays. Episodes drop on Thursday. That's with Jesse Schneeman. You can follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Fever Pod. And going for two, the entire brand has a the family has all sorts of content for you. Uh, we've got uh, a podcast for you um, on uh, every day of the week, Sunday uh, pregame, uh, and then every night of the week, um, including after this, stay tuned for a pre-recorded session with IDP Cover Zero, our IDP 
podcast. Also, goingfor2.com for uh, all the awesome articles that we have there, uh, Dynasty Redraft, DFS, uh, you name it. Uh, follow at goingfor underscore two on Twitter, at goingfor2live uh, on Twitter. Uh, and if you're inclined, which you should be, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review uh, on the audio version if you're listening. And if you're on the YouTube channel here, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give the video a thumbs up. And, you know, maybe even turn on those notifications for the channel so you get to know when the uh, live pods start. Um, that's a wrap. Thanks for being with us. Hey!